Just a quick message before we get started. VT Digger's Spring Fun Drive is happening now. And this year, we're partnering with the Children's Literacy Foundation, also known as CLIF. CLIF donates brand new books to low-income, at-risk, and rural Vermont children. And right now, for every donation to VT Digger, we'll donate one book to a Vermont child in need. Head to vtdigger.org donate to support local reporting and literacy. Thanks. From VT Digger, I'm Mike Dougherty. This is The Deeper Dig. This week, businesses are scrambling to hire employees, while around 30,000 Vermonters are still collecting unemployment benefits. Local business leaders have said those expanded payments are making recipients less interested in joining the workforce. But interviews with Vermonters who have been out of work for the past year reveal a wider range of issues. Hello? One of those employers is Angela Alario. She and her husband run an IT services company in Stowe. They've had a busy year with people shifting to remote work, but they haven't had much luck hiring. Uh, we typically have four employees. Um, right now we have two and a half. Angela ran ads on a local job site they typically use and got no responses. Then she started getting out-of-state resumes from candidates on Indeed, a national job site. We had quite a few people from out of state applying, Texas, Missouri, all over the place. And I asked, because we were considering hiring someone from out of state and helping them move and do what they needed to do because we need staff. And they were upfront. They're like, you know, they had no intention of moving. They were applying because they had to apply for a job in their field to continue with their unemployment benefits. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm surprised somebody on unemployment would actually admit that, but I appreciated the honesty. (laughs) Angela thinks the expanded unemployment benefits that laid-off workers have been getting from the federal government during the pandemic are discouraging people from applying for jobs. If they don't have to show up for work and can collect an unemployment check, then why rush to go back to work? That's kind of the thing I wonder from, you know, from your perspective, I, I understand the frustration that it causes you, but then it's like, can you blame them? You know, if that money's sitting there and it's available well, to you. Well, and that's it. And I don't. It's like, if I had that opportunity, I would fully do that. What do you see as the potential solution? You know, how, how does it change? We've talked about it a few times and we don't see anything changing until unemployment ends. Or at the very least, you know, the federal, the additional federal benefits. And I don't have a problem with that. I think it's great that, you know, the government's been able to do that. But in some ways, it, it hurts us. Vermont's unemployment rate has crept down over the past few months. Right now, it's about 2.9%, one of the lowest in the country. But Art Wolf, a retired UVM economist who writes a column for VT Digger, said that's actually not the best indicator for how our state's economy is weathering the crisis. Yeah, not only is the unemployment rate not the best indicator, it's a terrible indicator. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) usually um, it's it's one of the things I look at and it's fairly important, but but now it, it literally is almost meaningless. Art said the better indicators right now are the number of jobs on employers' payrolls and the number of people collecting unemployment checks. Those numbers haven't really budged since September. So essentially... Things got better for a while last summer and last fall or early in the fall. But since the fall, our economy has essentially been stuck. The number of jobs has been stuck. Uh, The number of people getting unemployment checks has been stable. 
Uh, and that's not good. We want the number of jobs to go up and the number of people getting unemployment benefit checks uh, to go down. And that's not happening. So that's an indication of an economy that uh, you know is far from getting better. We're, we're just spinning our wheels, essentially. Art estimates that about 31,000 people are still out of work. And most of them are getting bigger checks than they normally would because of the pandemic. That's leading to the concern that Angela was talking about. For probably the majority of people on unemployment, they are getting a weekly paycheck, a check from the government that is more than they could make by working. That means there's there's very little economic reason to go back to work. I mean, people like to work. There's a social element to it. But in terms of pure finances, if someone's going to offer to pay you $15 an hour by working and you can make seven, the equivalent of $17.5 an hour by not working, then why not wait until your unemployment benefits run out, which will basically be in September, the $300 check goes away unless Congress reauthorizes it, which they could. This question has come up at the state and federal level every time there's a proposed change to pandemic unemployment benefits. And it makes sense. Why would someone go back to work when they can make more on unemployment? The problem is that there are so many other factors that go into people's decisions about returning to work, especially during a public health crisis. And if you ask, you'll hear a whole range of reasons. We'll hear some of them when we come back. Just a quick message from our underwriters. Community Health is Vermont's largest federally qualified health center. Affordable, accessible, quality primary health care at Community Health includes dental, pediatric, behavioral health, and pharmacy services. With practices in Rutland, Paulet, Shoreham, Brandon, and Castleton. New patients are always welcome. And centers are open seven days a week at Express Care in Rutland and Castleton. Community Health accepts Medicaid and offers sliding scale fees, making health care accessible to everyone. Community Health. Your health is our mission. I see a lot of help wanted, you know, people reaching out for people for jobs, but then on our end, we were applying for things and just not getting them, you know? So it was like, where's the disconnect between these two things? This is Maureen Fowler. She and her husband both work in restaurants. They came to Vermont from Pennsylvania in 2019 to work at ski resorts. So I was working in uh, front and back of the house. I was doing like some inventory management as well as like some front of the house, like customer service, um, bar service and, you know, serving and things like that. Did you like the work? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've worked in hospitality for over 10 years and it's been like my professional career. So it's always been something that I'm passionate about. Maureen and her husband both got sent home in March and started collecting unemployment. After a short return to work in the summer, they got laid off for good. What was it like to be job hunting during that time? You know, it's pretty difficult, especially in the level that we need to be in. Like food and beverage, especially like in the back of the house for the past five to six years, has been a difficult environment, you know, like finding cooks and employees of like, lower level like hourly has been difficult you know mm. it's kind of like flattened out but now with COVID and everything so many people across the country lost their upper level management chef jobs that if there used to be 10 people applying for the job there's 50 now wow. you know so it's it's super competitive I mean for my husband he was applying for positions from October to February, and he got a position on March 15th. And I mean, 
he applied for probably 35 positions. He had two headhunters working to find him a position. He did probably at least 15 Zoom interviews. He traveled to at least maybe five different places. So it was definitely a difficult process. Maureen said most of the jobs she's seeing now are entry level. She has a culinary degree and 10 years of experience. Her husband works in management. And taking a pay cut just doesn't make sense for them. Honestly, I think that if people jump into something that's not going to be sustainable for them, like a a career that's not going to be sustainable, it's just going to end up setting them back a year down the road, two years down the road, because they're not in their sustainable pay rate that they're used to. I think politically there is like a lot of debate, like some people will say, well, people are getting this money to sit at home, you know, why would they go out and look for a job? But to me, I think that it's just really allowing people to still take care of themselves and their families and get themselves where they really want to be and what's going to be sustainable for them and build their family back up so they can be back financially where they want to be. I talked to another Vermonter who said these benefits have simply let him wait until his industry gets back on its feet. Well, my name is Howie, and I am a stagehand, and I was working as a stagehand when everything shut down. And when you say working as a stagehand, like, what's your day-to-day job like? You know, what are you actually doing? I was loading out a show at the Barrymore Theater in New York City, and I was just about to start working on a new show at the Public Theater downtown at Astor Place. Uh, and that, that show at Astor Place is actually still sitting on stage there, uh, collecting dust, waiting for the theater to open. Wow. This is Howie Ayers. Howie lives in Windsor, Vermont, and commutes to New York for theater gigs. I got into the work because it's something I love doing. I've been doing it since high school. I mean, I was doing theater in high school, doing pretty much the same thing I'm doing now, running whiteboards, loading in shows, building scenery, uh, moving shows around. Uh, I'm really a theater guy, and I'm just waiting for the theaters to open. Howie said filling a vacancy right now would mean changing careers. I'm older. You know, I'm at the end of, I'm in my 60s now, so... I don't really feel like taking on, you know, another kind of work that's going to pay half of what I used to make right now. Just, uh, it's just too difficult, you know. I want to go back to doing what I was doing. And, and I, you know, fortunately, I, I'm in a position to ride this out with the help of unemployment insurance. Howie sometimes collects unemployment between gigs. So he said the federal supplement hasn't had a huge impact on his finances. Instead, he's tried to put that money back into the local economy. It's let me, you know, buy stuff for my garden and and stuff for my projects and not have to sweat it, Uh, not have to, you know, scrape around and try and find work in another field. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to say I haven't been looking for work. I mean, I have all my feelers out, uh, but I'm not really looking to change careers either because I know it's going to, you know, I know I'm going back to work. You know, theater's been around for thousands of years through pandemics and every kind of catastrophe and people want to go back to the theater and people want to sit in theaters and people want to congregate. So, uh, you know, I'm just grateful that, that I can, you know, wait it out. 
For some Vermonters, though, pandemic aid money isn't a luxury. It's a lifeline. Last week, I talked to Jody Hoyt, a registered nurse. When COVID hit, she was working for an adult day program in Queechy. It wasn't residential, so my patients would go home at the end of the day. And so when the pandemic hit, everybody got sent home and um, they didn't come back. Jody got furloughed immediately and started spending her days at home with her three kids. Her daughter, who was 10 months old at the time, is immunocompromised, so Jody couldn't take a chance on anyone bringing the virus home. I couldn't send him to daycare anymore <laughs> was the problem, and my son's school had shut down, actually, completely, and so it was all virtual. He was six at the time, and you know, I, what was I to do? <laughs> I mean, he can't stay home alone, and daycare wasn't offering to do the school for him, so my choice was either put my baby in jeopardy, lose my son's education, or leave my job. So I, I left. Because she was leaving just to care for her kids, getting benefits was a challenge. I had to pretty much write a resignation letter that stated the only reason why I cannot fulfill my job duties is because I have an immunocompromised daughter. Here's doctor's documentation. I have two other children that are under the age, you know, they're six and four, who can't be home alone, and that. When I'm home with them, I can't provide virtual care for patients, uh, not professionally, with three screaming kids running around while I'm trying to teach. That's kind of how it ended, and, and unemployment accepted it. Thank God. Jody said the idea that unemployment is now driving her out of the workforce couldn't be farther from the situation. It's just been, it's, they laugh and joke about how people make more money, but I was making significantly more money as a registered nurse, of course. Um, so going down to unemployment, even with the extra 600 I mean, it still wasn't what I was making. I know I have a job out there. It's not the case that I can't find work for myself. It's the fact that I literally can't work, and every employer that I've talked to isn't willing to work with me at home with three kids. Jody said she's leaned on a whole patchwork of pandemic aid programs. Unemployment, mortgage relief, food box programs. But that money hasn't been consistent, and she's had to put most of it towards debt that she took on to fill in the gaps. I racked up credit cards, and I, I did what I had to do to survive. And then when they reevaluated, then they came back with, we only got standard unemployment for a few weeks. And then $300 came back, and then they did look back for a couple weeks. So I did get a $500 check for a week, but, you know, it went straight to all the million other things that I'm behind on on my electric and for the month I didn't get paid. So it's just like, it's always been a catch-up. Like, I feel like we've just been chasing our tail. I just wish that it can convey to people that, like, for most of us, it's not this, we're getting $1,000 a week and it's, you know, hunky-dory and it's been this amazing thing. It's been a nightmare. And like me, I've been scratching and digging for every dollar we get and, now we get $400 a week. I mean, that's my car payment, you know, a month. Now state officials are talking about a return to normalcy. That leaves Jody worried that these programs will expire while her family is still at high risk. I love my job. I've been a nurse for a long time. I, I you know, I miss my family. Obviously, I can't wait. But at the same time, it's not over for our family. So, like, until, you know, obviously vaccinations are safe for our children, especially our daughter, there's really nothing that's going to change for our family. And what we're scared of is that all the, the support that's been given, for example, these farm-to-family boxes and these mortgage assistances and these programs that have been, you know, 
right now helping and unemployment they're going to go away and we're going to go in the hole quick I feel like maybe not everybody is in that same circumstance as us but like what happens to us Jody said the whole process has been mentally exhausting if she had a choice she wouldn't be part of the system at all like, I feel guilty. I, I've never collected unemployment in my life. I'm trying to do the best I can, but, like, some days I feel like I'm doing the right thing and I'm, I'm putting my daughter first, and I'm... But then other days, you know, especially when, like, you hear on the news or, like, even, like, family or friends say comments about, like, people abusing the system and they just need to open back up and, like, people are lazy and, like, you know, not very nice things. It hurts, you know? It like, maybe I should be on the front lines, you know? Maybe... I'm being too precautious, but then I know it's real, and so that's why I keep trying to tell myself that, you know, I'm making the right choice, and I'm, I'm, you know, I just need the support from the state right now. The first change to benefits is happening soon. Governor Phil Scott and Labor Commissioner Michael Harrington announced Tuesday that the work search requirement for unemployment insurance will be reinstated on May 9th. People receiving benefits will have to apply for at least three jobs per week. And if they get an offer that would be considered suitable work, they have to accept it or lose their benefits. While the Vermont Forward Plan is in place and moving forward and vaccine distribution continuing at a steady pace, Vermont is moving forward to more normalcy because our health officials feel it is safe to do so. This means more opportunities for Vermonters to return to work or seek new opportunities safely, and we know employers are actively seeking people to fill open jobs. Harrington said there would be exceptions for people caring for a loved one, people with certain pre-existing health conditions, and parents with children learning remotely. The commissioner said more details will be announced later this week. You can read more about unemployment in Vermont at vtdigger.org and find all of our COVID-19 coverage in one place at vtdigger.org slash coronavirus. You're listening to The Deeper Dig, a weekly podcast from the VT Digger newsroom. Search for it and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and you'll get new episodes as soon as they land. We use music this week by Blue Dot Sessions. We'll be back next week with more stories from the Digger newsroom. See you then.